Yes, people, it's episode 212 of Green... Green... Jesus. Remix. It's, it's episode 212 of Griff's Brain Dump with me, Darren Griffiths. Obviously, how you doing? Uh, we're high on energy, low on content. I haven't really taken any note of anything that's been going on this week at all. Um, so it's just going to be a lot of rambling. This week, I don't know how that's different to any other week. I guess, except for I'll be rambling about just anything that pops to mind rather than anything that I've seen in the week. But, um, how's it going? How you doing? Someone just beeped. No, oh, so, so I thought they beeped at me like they knew me because no one knows me here. All right, I've got no friends in this town <laughs> where I live. Um, but what I was going to say, um, yeah, what's been going on this week, I, I, um, I, what did I do yesterday or this week at all, a- anything of note, anything of interest, uh, almost, almost, we, uh, we, we've made steps and progress with the house, with the house, we are, we are close, we are close with the house, um, Got to uh, just send back some more paperwork, but it's contracts. Contracts are being signed and stuff. Not dated though, signed. So get all that stuff all lined up. Get all your ducks lined up in a row. Then we might be moving soon, which is good. Uh, definitely be moved before the 31st of March. Not just because of the stamp duty holiday, but also because that's when the bloody mortgage offer runs out. So we'll see. But yeah, this is the third house we've attempted uh to buy in a year because the progress start the process started in march last year if uh, i haven't mentioned on the pod before process started in march last year um put an offer down on the house accepted went through all the survey all of that rigmarole and that uh i thought you know and they kind of just powered through the lockdown um let's say powered through kind of trudged uh, unceremoniously through the lockdown uh we got to july and uh it was that july where my bank and the seller fell out on whether they needed to do this whole deed of variation or um or whatever it was yeah so it, it was that it was it was it's flipping long and anyway it the time needed to get that paperwork processed made the whole five person chain fall apart so that was glorious um so then we just pulled out of that house because i guess we saved a bit of money the point we was going for that house was it was it was cheap um it was cheap and you know once lived there for a couple of years and then move on um but because we was actually getting this house for the value we uh we moved to we opted to pull out of that uh went to look for another car Another car, I'm saying car just because car almost hit mine. I was looking for another house. Um, and again, went through all the offer, accepted, survey. Survey came up with a whole heap of work that needed to be doing. We knew it was going to be a fixer-upper anyway. That was part of it. It was a real good opportunity. It was like a corner plot. We could live there for years. That was going to be like a forever home and expand. Uh, but then the costs to uh, bring it up to just standard were ridiculous it was just ridiculous it would have um we'd end up spending more on the house than what it was worth um 
I mean, that's okay to do over the long term, especially if you're going to be staying there. Like, you know, you wouldn't be living in a house for 20 years and not buy, you know, new stuff for your house because, oh, well, you won't be able to sell the house and make the money back. You don't live like that. Um, which is fine. Uh, but just in the short run, just not good for us. So we had to pull out of that because they wouldn't accept our revised offer. Then, uh, then this one came along which this house for ex- that we've we seem like it's going to go through fingers crossed um saw this house when we was looking for the first one but this house was out of our price range then and obviously the world's changed we've had to save more money um well had to save a lot more money because 10 percent mortgages disappeared 15 percent mortgages and then, um, but this house value had to come down as well. Um, and it's one of those ones where we didn't, we never seriously considered the house because partly to do with the photography online on Rightmove was pretty rubbish. It was hard to understand what was going on. Like for me, I'm not sure if you guys, like I can look at Rightmove any day. Like that's just like my casual browsing even when I wasn't looking for a house, I like to look at it, look at houses, uh, just and just look on there. I look at houses in places that I'll never live. Like, I'll, I'm not even considering living. Like, I'll just be like, I wonder how much you get a house, a four-bedroom house for in Doncaster. I'll just look. It's just weird. I'm just weird like that. I'll just, just be looking, looking, looking. Um, then I will just be looking at, like, the articles and stuff like oh get a house by the coast here's your top five coastal houses or here's your top five conversions from churches i'll just like oh this looks cool and i'll just spend all day looking at stuff like that um and for me though when i look at properties on there i look for two things good photos and a floor plan because i'm able to map out what it looks like and and especially like a labeled labeled photos are good as well so if i'm looking at a photo tell me that's the second bedroom i'm looking at right so this one that we've ended up buying hopefully they're um fucking quad bike wanker to be fair he's got a helmet on it's geez, so loud though but um such an old man <laughs> But this house, yeah, they didn't have a floor plan, didn't have the rooms labelled and stuff. So, and it was actually, so when I went to look at it, it was almost like a shoulder shrug. Like, look, there's no other houses on the market. Let's just have a look. And it was just so much better in person. In person, in the house. <laughs> it's not a person. But it's so much better to actually see it, like, up close and actually be in the house. So it's like, oh, yeah, this is a much better house than I thought it was. And then we end up um, going for that one. So, yeah. It's um it's cool. So fingers crossed that all works out and stuff. Um just looking at houses and that. But um funnily enough, obviously you need to get something signed and witnessed. Very hard to get documents witnessed in the lockdown because you don't see anyone. Um fortunately uh my wife's friend has been witnessing a few documents. They feel like kind of taking a piss by keep on asking her to do it. So um so I thought, right, do you know what? Uh, I will ask my mum to do it, to witness the document. Um, so I popped 
over to hers. I know, I know, I've crazy behaviour. I know before you shoot me across county lines. Yeah, I left my town, I left my county and stuff, but it's not it's not actually that far. She she lives like 30 minutes away from me. Uh, we just have <laughs> we just happens to live opposite sides of a border. But um so yeah, went went there and um somehow my mum managed to mess it up. Don't know how. As I told you, you just need to sign there and there. I filled out your address and everything. Don't need to worry about any of that stuff. I just need you to sign there and there. And she signed there, but then she didn't sign there. She signed in a weird way, which she ended up writing over my wife's signature. And I was like, then the pen was running out. And then she was trying to get the pen to work. And then she just did this weird squiggle thing. And she completely just scribbled over my wife's signature. I was like, why do you do that? And she was like, do what? And I was like, woman! You're not senile. What's going on? <laughs> right? I was like, what's going on? And she was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, so then my sister was like, it's fine. Uh, I've got a printer at mine. Go to go to mine. We'll get a printer. You go to uh, print it there, and then she can sign it. So fine. Go to the printer. Guess what? Her magenta's ran out. I only need this printed in black and white, but her magenta's ran out. And because magenta's ran out, Epson, the bastards, they uh, they just won't let the, the printer just doesn't work if any of the ink cartridges are ran out. Right? Just doesn't work. So we had to go Tesco to go get uh, ink cartridges. Uh, got ink cartridges, replaced it, and then the black wasn't printed from a printer. And then we spent hours and hours trying to fix a bloody printer, and it didn't work. So now I've had to do some um, creativity. I had to do some creativity. Not sure if I even, I don't think I can even say this on the pod, the creativity I've had to do, but I'll just say this. The document signed. <laughs> the document is signed uh, by by my sister. That that is fact. That is factual. She has signed the document, and that's all I will say on that. So uh, yeah, that's what that's what happened there. Um, was, yeah, it's cool, man. And then with my kind of. Uh, not sure if you don't find property um, interesting, then this is very boring. This pod, but um, what I like to do on my walk because I, I love seeing redevelopments of houses and stuff, things just really cool. Like, I just love seeing that stuff. I love seeing redevelopment houses. And um, what, what's so great about people redeveloping their homes is because I watch all the property programs as well. My big dream, uh, old house, a new house, ugly house, a lovely house. Location, location, all of the grand designs, watch all of those. But one thing that's really interesting, when you walk around your local area or any area and you see your development, you just go into your council website and go into the planning permission. Yeah, you go into the planning permission website and then you can just get all the plans and all the correspondence that has happened um, for the property. So the house across the road from ours, which I just realised I haven't bothered looking at, I guess because I actually talked to him. 
So I feel like if I really wanted to, I could, well, it's probably not in coronavirus times, but if I wanted to, I'd probably say, hey, can I look around to your house, the, the new house you've built? Because he lives at the end of his terrace and he just built a new, I'm going to guess, like a four-bedroom house on his land, which I think is just sick. But anyway, so... Um, yeah, so, so you, you can just go on, on your local um, council website, look at plan permission and see the detail. So I was walking around the other day and I saw this house and it looked huge. Like it looked like a brand new house has been built. Like that's how extensive the works were. And uh, I was just thought, let me have a, let me have a Google of that. Let me get on get online, have a look at that. Because um, I thought it, it looks big. And it's so funny, reading the correspondence. So there's... It's like four houses in a row. It's like in a nice part of where I live, um, in the town of where I live. And um, four houses in a row, all kind of decent sized houses. Look like they're built about the 70s or 60s, right? And um, and so he's less. So how, door number, the number four is the house that's been redone. So number two is next to it, and number six is next to it, right? And uh, you read the plan information correspondence and they show the plans, they see the original plans, the new plans, what the floor uh, footprints are going to look like. And then um, it says what the council's like initial verdict is. So the council's initial verdict was, well, we have no objection as long as number two have no objection to the plans. So they didn't really look into it too deep. And then you read it and number two come back and go, nah, nah, we just don't like mm-hmm. it. We don't think it's in the keeping of um, the style. We've, we have no idea of the scale of the redevelopment. So we can't really comment. I think it might be too big. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Because even from my memory, I was like, well, let me just go back on Google Maps now. Because i see if I've misremembered what I saw. This, the people at number two, they redeveloped their house. They've like built over their garage. They've got like some big old extension on the side. They've extended at the back a bit. And I was like, you haters. Because number four, they haven't touched their house. Their house is just like, it's a big house. But compared to these other houses, it's humble. Like it's a three bedroom house with a garage. But you can see these three bedrooms are huge and stuff. Uh, But their house is humble compared to number two and number six. So they're just trying to come up. Now, granted, the house is going to be bigger than number two and number six. Like, it is a big old extension. They changed their house from, like, a three-bedroom house to a five-bedroom house with two odd suites. I'm like, you bad men. Utility room, big old kitchen diner with skylights. Like, they're doing doing the works, yeah? Like, it it looked good. Yeah, number two, the bloody haters are like, nah, I think it's too big. Then the council literally came back and they went, well, considering it's the only house that hasn't been redeveloped and number two itself has been redeveloped, we're not objecting to it. So give it a thumbs up. And I was like, yeah, you know, I just, I just picked a team. I was like, go on number four. I don't know you, but go on number four. Shove it up, up number two's ass. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's what I like to do in my time, people. I'm going to planning permission websites when I see redevelopments. Uh, yeah, because I am cool like that. That's, that's how I live my life. Um, right, what else has been going on? Um, 
in the world. I'm trying to think if there's been anything in the news that's caught my attention at all. I don't think there has. Have I commented anything on the social meds? Um, um, let's have a look. Let's have a look. I don't think so. I don't think I've interacted with much. Oh, what am I talking about? What the hell am I talking about? Just remembered. I watched the Britney documentary. I finally watched it. Framing Britney. Woo! Almost forgot I was going to talk about that. Yes. Finally watched Framing Britney. And tell you what. Um, well, right, let's talk about the preview. My preview of the documentary was that Justin Timberlake is a rascal. That's all I got from the preview. Like, multiple posts I saw. Uh, granted, mainly from women, that Justin Timberlake was a rascal. So, for me, when I saw so many women post about it, It and, and then I saw Justin Timberlake's apology to Britney and Janet Jackson, as I spoke about in the last pod. So, I, I spoke about that. I thought, right, now the documentary's there, I'm, uh, my mind is open to this learning moment. I want to learn um, about something that has affected women that maybe I haven't clocked what's affected women so badly. Like There's going to be something new. I want to see some bastardry about Justin Timberlake in a relationship. Um, you know, I, I want to get some insight into something new. And I watched this documentary and th- they cover Justin Timberlake this documentary about an hour and a bit, maybe an hour and a half. They covered Justin Timberlake for, I'm thinking, no more than about four minutes. <laughs> four, maybe, maybe ten. I don't know. Ten's generous if it is ten. And they didn't go too deep. There was like, yeah, because Justin, he told everyone that he stepped with Britney, and I was like, all right. I mean, that's immature. But did they sleep with each other? If yes, then he didn't lie. It's like, no, but she had the image where she was being like, you know, she was a virgin and a teeny bopper. I was like, yeah, but then she also was trying to do cute and sexy, which makes me feel sick. Anyway, I hate that shit. But she was doing cute and sexy. You know, she she was rolling like the lingerie, the short skirts. Covered in Rolling Stones, all oiled up and stuff. I'm not. I'm not trying to judge her as a woman for that. What I'm trying to say is, is your branding. Like you could go cute. Like cute is what you know. All the Disney girls. That's it. All of them. All the Disney people like that. All the High School Musical people like that in the High School Musical. And then they get to 18, it's like, look who's a woman now. You know, you, I've spoke about that shit. And it's, it creeps me out. Oh, like, they're 17, 17, 17. It's like, oh, they're so cute. Then they turn 18, look who's a woman now. And it's just oil, push-up bras. You know what I mean? Fingers in the mouth. <laughs> it's just like, all right, we get it. Okay, cool. Um... Yeah, so Britney was always riding that line. So it was this, it was a very confusing message of, of um, you know, um, am I am I a virgin? Am I not? It was like playing with that. So all Justin did in that respect was just fucked up her branding. Um, 
So that element was there. And then the thing of um, him accusing her of cheating. And I was like, so have all the, you know, Justin accused her of cheating. And da, da, da. It's like, cool. Not once in the documentary did they say that, one, they didn't sleep with each other. And two, that she didn't cheat. They just went, Justin's an arsehole for saying it. I was like, yeah, but did it happen? Because if it's his truth, then it's his truth, right? Like, everyone makes songs about their life. What? So because you're Britney Spears and you cheated with me, I, I'm now just meant to hold it. Just, just hold it down. Uh, and not, not sing about it at all. Like, piss off. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, what is this? Like, the artists can't make songs about their lives now. So, that was my preview of it. And, um... And I didn't learn anything new about Justin Timberlake, like I said. So, about it. But, that aside now, the actual documentary itself about conservatorship, woo, that is a madness. That conservatorship thing is a madness. I did actually feel for Britney. So, I, I, I did just sweep that aside, the, the Justin thing. Um, as I don't, because I thought, I'm not going to now watch that, see that people reacted in the way they reacted. And then I'm going to now condemn the whole documentary. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just carry on watching. And the doc, I just found it interesting. The conservatorship thing is nuts. It's nuts. It's, it's meant to be for people who have, like, dementia. You can't look after their own affairs. Now, granted, she did have the mental breakdown. And that, that was pretty clear. She was doing things that were uh, consistent with someone having a mental breakdown. But then I wouldn't have thought conservatorship would have even been entered in the first place when now her dad's her legal guardian. Like, so I didn't think that would have happened in the first place. You know what I mean? You might just put a court order on someone. But even then, it wasn't like she was spending her money in like a, in a dangerous way, if, if that makes sense. Um, so that was nuts in the first place, the conservatorship in that respect. Um, and then she's just being in it, and then her working, and then she's like, she's got full faculty, and she's working and stuff, but she's still in this conservatorship thing. Like, I would have thought, it's one of those, that the conservatorship is tied to, you know, being able to prove or evidence you've got mental capacity to do something, right? So, like, you're in conservatorship until you can work, and it's like, all right, you can work, get a psych psychiatrist to do an assessment go yeah she's fine she's fine now we suggest that this 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 i thought that's what would happen then you're out of it and here's the thing about like the mental health institutions and like conservatorship which is i guess is the combination of finance and mental health is just this damned if you do damned if you don't it's a fucking trap man like to lose your mental health and to then be um you know, institutionalised, so whether you're put in a mental health facility or whatever, it's a horrible trap, because it's like, if you get put in, and you say, I'm fine, they go, you're not dealing with the issue, you need to remain in this situation, so let's say it's a mental health hospital, you need to remain in the hospital, because you haven't come to terms with the fact that you have uh, this condition, right, so you go, no, I'm fine, no, no, and then you're going to sit you down in therapy and go, are you ready to admit that you have a problem? 
And you're like, no, I don't have a problem. I'm fine. Why would I say I've got a problem and I haven't? Okay, they're completely unaware of their problem. We have to keep them in. Cool. So then you think, right. All right. And then, then, wait, let's see, let's stay on this. And then you go, right. No, do you know what? I do have a problem. My mistake and I realise I have a problem. I need help. They're like, yes, you do need help. Stay in this institute. So then there's no way. And then mixed with that medication now. So now that they're, they're trying to give you medication for something that you think you don't need. And then what? So then you reject it. They're like, oh, no, they're definitely there. Are so many stages behind them before. And then you take the medication. And what does the medication do? Fucks up your whole personality where you're not the same person. And then you're not as responsive anyway. Ooh, the patient seems withdrawn. Yeah, because you've just dosed them up to their fucking eyelids. So, yeah, they're withdrawn. And so it's that cycle, man. It's, it's a horrible, horrible cycle. And I just hope I never, I never fall into that cycle. Like, really do hope that never happens. So I'm not sure how, how I'll cope with that. But you just got to hope no one institutionalises you. Once you're in, it's hard to get out. Now, I'm not saying that um, that these mental health institutes aren't fit for purpose, because I imagine there are many people who are in that system who is actually helping and is, is working correctly for. There, there are probably people who do have mental health conditions, but they are in denial of having it, and it is probably best not to release them. Um, and that's probably is the majority. But it's just when the minority happens and the effects is so devastating it's like jesus you've you got to have a little thing you've got to just refine it a bit more keep on refining it. it'll never be perfect but you do have to just keep on reviewing and refining of those things in my opinion um but yeah that was a really interesting documentary so I, I do recommend watching that um what else i've been watching i've been watching for life um if you haven't watched for life that's good um 50 Cent, executive producer. Um, really good about a man who was wrong, wrongfully imprisoned and then he passes the bar while imprisoned and fights for his own release. Something like, it sounds so far-fetched and made up. Like If it wasn't based on the true story, it's like, oh, all right, mate. And it, all right, cool. That makes sense. But it is what actually happened. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Um... Right, I don't think if there's anything else I wanted to cover. Um, no, football's on today, um, which is going to be good. Tottenham versus West Ham. First time we've gone into this game um, where I feel like we're underdogs. Like, generally feel like we're underdogs uh, in this game. I won't be happy with a draw, but a draw may actually be a decent result. That's the crazy thing. Um, but, yeah, if... Tottenham lose to West Ham, it's just like the clock starts ticking, is it? It's, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Mourinho needs to win this game to take the pressure off him because the way Tottenham have been playing, uh, I've been discussing this with my boy and uh, my brother. Th- those are the two people I just I watch football games while texting all the way through. And um, I remember Mourinho joined. And it was this. This was the question. Before Mourinho joined, actually, I I always said this. 
I just want to win a fucking trophy. That's all I had to say. Just want to win flipping trophy. And he's like, all right. And it's always the dilemma because obviously some teams have the the golden ticket where it's you play good football and you win stuff. But then what seems to be the kind of false dilemma is you either play well and nicely, but you don't win anything or you play horribly and you win stuff. There's only the top teams that play well and win. And um, someone asked me, what would you prefer? Would you prefer Tottenham to play horribly and win or play nicely and not win stuff? And I said, I just want to win a trophy. So when we got Mourinho, I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. I don't care how we play. I just want to win. And here we are. <laughs> but I'm still the same. I just want us to win trophies for a couple of years win trophies those players just get it out of their system that they're not losers they can win something they can win stuff and then just kick on from there then we could get rid of Mourinho but if we lose to West Ham it starts getting really high pressured it starts getting really high pressured and a lot of weights then put on the League Cup and the Europa League and we have to win those we have to win those games and I think we can win the League Cup Europa League has a few more games to do but I think we can do it um, in April. But yeah, just we, oh, if we lose to West Ham today, man. It's just like, oh, God. So we'll see. We'll see what happens today, though. See what happens. And um, I won't let it affect my moods. I don't really let football matches affect my mood too much. It just makes me laugh. It just it affects my mood in a positive way, actually, to be fair. If we lose, I don't tend to get upset. But if we win... I am much happier, which is um, which is interesting. I just, I just, uh, I, I'm there for the good times. That's what it is. I'm not there for the bad times. I'm not, I'm not paid uh, for them to let me down. Okay. Um. Anyway, let's get some dear dear going. Um. Do God, that's why. Come on. Oh, oh, dear, dear Deirdre, let's, oh, come on, just saw the, come on, come on, load up, dear Deirdre, my girlfriend does sports massages, okay, why are you being jealous, mate, and has been giving happy endings to strangers, oh, God, I didn't know this actually happened, like, how do, <sighs> here's my thing about this, right, because obviously, as a man, I, I've watched certain uh, media, on TV, on uh, on the internet, and I've watched certain films, and that's not certain films. You watch comedy, and it's it's a well known trope, isn't it? Happy endings, but I've never known how that is broached. You know, when someone offers a secret service, how is that broached? Now, how do you get to have this discussion on the table, right? Because for me, when I've gone for a sports massage. Other than the fact that it's always been guys giving me a massage. Um, not even a sports massage. When I've just gone for a relaxing massage at a spa or something. Um, I've... It's just like... It's something that I've always had a joke in my head. But I don't know how you'd have like the gall to have this professional masseuse doing her job. You turn on your back. And then you're just like, hey, hmm, 
Like, is it one of those ones that you get a boner and it's up for her to be professional and be like, oh, sir, do you need some time to relax? Like, is that what it is? Is it that you just have to be that guy who's just a sleaze and just go, maybe you could help me out? And then she's just like, well, that would be an extra. You know, is it that? Is that what happens? Or, like, does she just try to, like, slip it into conversation? It's like, hello, sir, welcome to... Welcome to uh, to the spa. Um, just let you know, we've got a range of extra services. If you see here, you know, we've got the head massage for that much. Uh, we've got back massage, uh, leg massage. Also, you've got penis massage, foot massage. He's like, wait, can you go back, please? Just like, what? What do you say there? Um, what, back massage? Is that, no, the one you said after that, foot massage. Is that, no, you said something between back and foot massage. No, I didn't, sir. But... If you did feel like you heard something and you are interested in that, then um, let me know. <laughs> I mean, is it is it like that? I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to Dear Deirdre. Um, Dear Deirdre, my girlfriend is a sports massage therapist and I've found out she's been giving happy endings to strangers. I'm wondering if she should finish the relationship. I wonder if I should finish the relationship as I don't want to get hurt. Um, she's 25, absolutely beautiful, and I've enjoyed the best sex ever with her. She is really adventurous and confident about her body. I'm a kids football coach, age 27. We met when I went to her uh, with a fire injury. From the moment of... Wait, 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 wait. Did you get a happy ending? Because if you got a happy ending, the signs were there, bruv. But if you didn't get a happy ending, and you, and you suggested it to her, she's like, uh, no, you have to take me out to eat. And now you've ended up with her. And then she's been giving everyone else a hand job. You're like, well, how did I end up with her? Anyway, let's see. Um, from the moment I walked into her treatment room, I fancied her. I had to really, I had to really control my body's natural response to having an absolute be- absolutely beautiful woman massage my inner thigh and leg for half an hour. <laughs> Somehow, I managed not to embarrass myself and booked a follow-up appointment for the next week. Over the following month, we developed a great relationship. Not only is she gorgeous, but she totally healed my leg. Okay. We have we have loads in common and we both share a love of running. We started exercises together, then began dating. But recently, she told me she had found a new job at an elite sports club. So was leaving the old gym where I, I had met her. Okay, so there is a clear ching divide. Or maybe she was sacked for giving up those happy endings. I don't know. Something didn't sit right. Gyms are closed. So where could she be going? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I just realised. Oh, God. Her response was that she was setting up a new department ready for the end of lockdown. It didn't stack up. So I googled her number and discovered it came up on plenty of other massage websites. That is mad. Like, it wouldn't even cross my mind to Google a girl's number. I mean, when I was single, I went on dates. I would Google a girl. I would Google girl, especially because I was meeting them online. So because I was meeting them online, I'd Google them just to try to get full body shots if I didn't get one. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, just see if they're a bit crazy. But then I'll tell them. I would tell them, though. Um, in a way, it's like, oh, I saw that you like got a cool blog. I can't, I can't lie out. I read it. I thought it was really cool. I like the way you write. I'd pick something positive. Because I didn't generally date weirdos. So it wasn't that difficult. Um, anyway, so I googled her number. 
and discovered it came up on plenty of other massage websites. Some offered erotic massages. I messaged her from another number asking if she'd massage if she did massages with a happy with happy Ed did. She replied yes, and I'm told I'm the best in the trade. I'm devastated. We had we have had such a great time together. I don't know how to approach my discovery of her. She will probably be offended and cross that I've been snooping around. Would it seem to be easier to walk away? Nah, um well I guess if you're not gonna stay. Um if you're not gonna stay. Yeah, if you commit to leaving anyway, then have the conversation because you can't lose. She may say something that may explain some something else, but I don't know. Like if it's oh my god, yes, that's my ex. My ex boyfriend is an arsehole. And he's he's set up he's set up loads of flipping accounts with my name, my number. I don't know. Maybe that. No, actually that wouldn't explain the text message you got where it's like, yeah, she said yes. So no, nah, end it. There's there's gonna be no explanation. Don't waste your time actually. Just end it. Just end it, yeah. Um right, let's see, let's see, let's see. Idol life. Okay. My sister has not worked for seven years. She won't apply or sign on. Okay, well, if she's not asking you for money or your family for money, then there's no issue. But if she is, I can see the problem. Let's let's read on. Um, dear did my older sister has not worked for seven years. She won't apply for work, sign on, or do voluntary work either. She's 35, lives with our parents, and sits on the sofa watching TV all day. She used to take temporary work, save up, and then go travelling. But then she decided she was too old for that and gave up working altogether. Jesus. She doesn't want to be told what to do by anyone. I'm 33. I have two children, a partner, and work full time. I'm sick of her taking advantage of my parents. No, it be the parents. They were looking forward to retirement and a bit of freedom instead she leeches off them yeah that's not fun because whether it's your siblings or not you're protective of your parents right you don't see anyone taking advantage of your parents especially if it's someone that you think should then also think the same as you so no i understand the 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 the, the vexation um i'm worried that they that i'm worried when they pass away she'll become my problem and that isn't fair no she won't become your problem because she's a fully functioning adult. So she ain't your problem. When they pass. She's still your sister. And you just treat her like your sister. But she is not your problem. I don't understand how she can't. How she can expect my parents to keep paying for her. Where is her self respect? But. You know. Someone behaving like that. There's, for me personally. Would indicate there's some kind of underlying issue there. Like. Depression or. You know, low self-esteem, depression. Or maybe she's just fucking clocked it. Just like, why the hell would I work when other people wanting to work for me? No one likes work. You know, and then people go, robots are going to take our jobs. I'm like, I don't care. As long as I can get the things I want in life, then uh, I don't care. Let the robots take my job. Freeze up my time to do fun things like draw. Doodle in a notepad. Might even get a robot to do my doodles. Who knows? Um, right. One last one. Um, right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. 
Um, okay, sex with the ex. My boyfriend and I... No, sorry. My ex-boyfriend and I still sleep together and have the best bedroom time. Okay. Um, not sure what the dilemma is. Because it's either you want to get back with him. It's got to be that, and it? Surely you want to get back with him, but he doesn't want to commit. So you just have sex because that's the closest you're going to get. Is that what you're going to end up saying? Because he can't be anything dumb like, you know, that, I don't know. What, what, what dilemma could there be? That's, that could be the only dilemma, right? Oh, let's see. Dear Digi, despite spitting up uh, a year and a half ago, my ex-boyfriend and I still sleep together and have the best bedroom time. He broke up with me because he said he didn't have the time to dedicate to me and my four-year-old daughter as well as look after his sick dad. Okay. Uh, when we cuddle after sex, he always tells me how sexy I am and how much he loves me. I haven't told him, but I haven't told him because I don't want to scare him away, but I really love him too. I'm 31 and he's 34. Uh, I still feel butterflies in my stomach when he walks in and I want to be his girlfriend again. I've been hoping he would want to make us official again, but 18 months later, we're still the same. Yeah, it's comfortable. I know when I was single, I was... Uh, I, I reveled in the art of ambiguity. That was the sweet spot to be in as a single man with a, with a woman. If you weren't too serious about it, then you just in that sweet spot of ambiguity there. What are we? Oh, that's time for me to leave. Putting too much pressure on me. And then she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, sorry. Okay, no, we'll, we'll, we'll just... Take it slow, we won't mention it. Let's just carry on doing what we're doing. Okay, cool. And then we're around each other's houses all the time. And now you're making food for me. And now, you know, we're going out places. And now we're booking events together. We're doing things together. And he's like, what are we? Whoa, 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 whoa. Why is all the pressure? Oh, no. Go away. Do what? I can't do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, um, it's very fuckboyish. But it's there for down for you as a woman to put your foot down, and vice versa. It could be a woman doing it to a guy, but it's there for you as that person to put your foot down and go, look, you can't have one without the other. For me, I want you in a relationship, and therefore, that's the only time we're having sex. If that person goes, well, I don't want a relationship, then you just got to be strong enough. Go, well, then we're not having sex. See you later. But instead, we go, I want the sex. They don't, don't don't want a relationship. Let's compromise and let's just do what you want. It's dumb. Sniffing dumb. Um, yes, yeah, so you said, should I risk everything and come clean or carry on the pretense that I'm happy with this? Jeez, listen to your own flipping question. Carry on the pretense. So you're not happy. So yeah, just tell him. Just bloody tell him. It's silly. Think about the amount of time you're actually spending with each other. Maybe just ask him why. Why can't we? And if he gives it, oh, oh we we spoke about this, then walk away. Walk away. Anyway, that is the end of the pod. Um, yeah, I think we spoke for long enough. Yeah, 43 minutes. That's a good bit of podding. Let's go and watch Tottenham versus West Ham. Or is it West Ham versus Tottenham? I think it's West Ham versus Tottenham. Jesus. We tend to beat them at their ground and they tend to beat us at ours. So, um, we'll see. Anyway, 
that's the end of the pod. Um, and that's it. Peace.